Welcome to Sew and Tell, where sewists from fashion theater and indie sewing bring their different perspectives to the hottest topics in the sewing community. I'm Meg Healy. I'm Amanda Carestio. And I'm Kate Zynard. Today on the podcast, we're talking about travel sewing, how you can sew on the go, pack your machine, and make fun stories along the way. Then we'll share our sojo and read listener comments. But before we get started, how is everybody doing today? Doing okay. I'm in my sewing space. I'm completely surrounded by mess and chaos because I'm <laughs> prepping for our next sew along. Um, but I'm okay with it. It's inspiring. Mess can sometimes lead yeah. to good things, right? Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Before we recorded, Amanda shared that she was late night sewing. And I remember I was looking at my Instagram stories th- this morning. It was like seven hours ago. You posted like cutting something out. I was like, that's late. And, she, and you, shared, <laughs> I you were sewing French seams. I was like, oh, midnight it French was, seams do not sew. It was <laughs> late night French seams with drapey fabric. Like, <laughs> what was I thinking? But it actually, I don't know. I, yeah. I haven't i haven't stayed up late sewing like that in a while. It was kind of nice. It was quiet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. But I am definitely dragging a little bit today. Mm-hmm. Totally worth yeah. it. Worth it. <laughs> For sure. Well, uh, I know you guys both saw it on Instagram, but uh, I got to make oh, shoes yes. this weekend. Oh, my gosh. Yes. They're so amazing. Cool. Aren't Amazing. they great? I love them so much. I was thinking about you when I did those toes, Meg. Those lime green oh, yeah. shiny toes. Yeah. Oh, I, I so just... So cool. I just can't wrap my head around making shoes yet. Like, I just think it's so amazing. It's, it's just so cool. They the, the workshop is so... It's so good because you really just... Um, they just take you through it. It's It was a single-day workshop. We dyed our own... Uh, leather. Um, They, oh, they got this really cool die cut machine. So you don't have to cut out your own pieces. They just cut them out on the die cut, like leather pieces. It's so cool. And um, yeah. And they just take you through it step by step. And, you know, I mean, it's the sewing itself is really pretty basic, easy sewing if you're familiar with a sewing machine and their machines are really good. So yeah. Oh it's my gosh, cool. next time that happens and you go and you need more me made shoes, please let me know and I want to go do it with you. Oh, okay. 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 Well, you know, <laughs> Is- I was sitting here thinking if Meg's going to be in town for this occasion. I was just yes. thinking that. I was like, can we, because I'm going to stay like a, a couple days after this occasion um, to do some filming. So I'll be around. And I was like, I want to do this. Yes. And it'd be so fun if we could all do it together. Yeah, it really be so would cool. be. I was actually mm-hmm. thinking while I was there, I was like, oh, we should have planned this into this occasion. You know, oh, yeah. next, time. Time. next time. Yeah, I don't know if we could have everybody do it, but um, yeah, maybe as a like special, special side trip or something. Yeah. I feel like that's like the final frontier. That's just, it boggles my mind, but like shoemaking yeah. on the list. 100%. So much fun. So much fun. And this time I did it with my husband and he made the slickest pair of shoes. He had this, (gasps) uh, he had this, um, this like shiny blue leather that somebody gave him like 20 years ago. And he's always been trying to figure out something to do with it. So, um, he did just like the back of the heel and the lacing facings 
um, in that. And then everything else, he just did black and he just died layer after layer after layer and got this gorgeous, super smooth, almost patent leather black. And they are so sharp. They look amazing. I'm so proud of him. Um, I want to see pictures of his shoes as well. I didn't, did you post those? I did not. Um, but, uh, he is, I believe he's on Instagram at M Zynard and I think he's got like all of three pictures on there, but they, they include the shoes. Okay, good. <laughs> good to know. Like, needs to be the shoes. <laughs> yeah, that's a big moment in life. But yeah, and, um, uh, I'll I'll grab a picture and and ha- uh, send it over. We could put it on the show notes. Mm-hmm. Please, please do. Yeah. Uh, um, like I was just thinking, what a cute thing! Like Valentine's Day is coming up, and you know, it's like well, I hate you know all the pressure to give like gifts. We're doing something like that together yeah, with your sweet. partner would be so cute. Now I'm just thinking of like things that like, I think Julian could, would totally make his own shoes. I mean, he can um, build things with wood. Why can't he, you know, build uh, shoes and he loves shoes too. Uh, so, oh, that's such a good idea. And I want to do it with, with you guys too. <laughs> <laughs> all the shoes all the time. I yeah. love it. I, I'm totally gonna, I'm totally gonna look up and see, I don't think they have the schedule out for April yet, but the the cool thing is that, you know, you can get in touch with them and they're willing to like put together special requests. So, <gasps> so we might be able to Let's be like, it. okay, this is, this is when Meg's still here. This is what we can do. Uh-huh. Well, I am in 100%. Um, shall we jump into our main yeah, segment? Yeah, we should talk not yeah. so, okay. sewing. <laughs> Um, but, but kind of related because it's, you know, related to classes and learning and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's, it's a, it's a gentle segue, but, um, let's jump in talking about travel sewing. And I think this segment is definitely dedicated to my own wishful thinking because <laughs> I, I just, I need to travel and thankfully we have our socation coming up. So that's definitely on the mind. We're going to talk about travel and sewing from a variety of perspectives. So let's jump in. And my first question is a big one. Do you think sewing is a good travel hobby or no? I think it's tough unless you're specifically Uh going somewhere where you know there is a machine that you can access but there are so many there are so many tools and i don't know about you yeah. guys but i get yeah. really really tied to my shoe to my tools um to your shoes, sorry you that was totally Freudian slip shoes. i'm so tied to my shoes no but mm-hmm. like and they are my, tied to you my scissors <laughs> and my very specific favorite kind of marking tools and yeah, oh yeah you know all of those little things it's 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 hard to leave it behind and feel like you're being effective. It just it just yeah. gets harder when you're not using your own stuff. Uh-huh. Or you haul your own stuff and that's a whole other kettle of fish fabric. I don't know. <laughs> something. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna give sewing a B minus for traveling. Yeah. Because I feel like you know, we did have that article in So News with Alexis Bailey, and she's, I believe it's called Fiber and Cloth. Um, and if it is, I will link to the, is that what it's called? Let me make sure. Um, she wrote an article for us about 
hand sewing garments. And it was the starting place was really um, that she had been traveling and she wasn't able to bring her stuff with her. And then she thought about uh, the possibilities of hand sewing garments. So she developed kits and kind of tutorials for how to approach things uh, from a hand sewing perspective. And it was really pretty intriguing. It is fiber and cloth studio if you want to check it out. Um, but I had, that had not occurred to me at all. Like hand sewing garments was not really on my radar. Um, but I, I think like if you're maybe other kinds of sewing is good for travel, garment sewing is tricky. I was even thinking like maybe, maybe quilting is even better. Like just from like the piecing, uh, perspective, if you're working on smaller pieces Mm -hmm. and you can bring a small machine, uh, that you, that is, you know, good for travel. Um, Uh but yeah, so I'm, I'm sticking with a solid B (laughs) minus. I've definitely seen some bag kits and they already have all the holes like pre-punched and they come with a needle and thread. I could, you could totally sew a bag while, um, while traveling for sure. But when I was, I was scrolling through Instagram the other day and I followed Jessica Schott. I believe we've had her as a guest spot uh, before. She's yes. a singer ambassador and she was showing this. I don't know if it's a new singer product, I assume, but it's this tiny little singer, maybe about like 10 inches long. Mm-hmm. And she was lifting it with one hand. Like it's, I'm sure it does the simple stitches, but a lot of I don't know. I know trains, often trains and things like that uh, have desks and they have outlets that you plug a computer. Yeah. I just, I, wouldn't that be so funny? Like people would be hating me. Like, yes, yes, right. they would. <laughs> Had, didn't y'all, did y'all see that meme? It was a couple of months ago of like somebody sewing on an airplane. They had like let the. Oh, really? I don't know. I don't know if it was actually real, yeah. but it was kind of oh. hilarious. I got to play with that machine. We did a little oh, sneak did? peek for them. It is oh, like five and a half pounds. Wow. Like it's like smaller than a puppy. It is. Um, and I did it. I think it's, um, it's actually their mending machine, but you can do okay, yeah. a lot of kind of like yeah. lighter weight fabrics yeah. and kind of lightweight sewing on it. But yeah. seriously, like that thing is teeny tiny. Like, there, there's no reason you wouldn't just. Go ahead and put that in your suitcase. <laughs> I know. Yeah, right. I, I was thinking more like actually like spending the time sewing as I travel because I get so bored and fidgety. I can't yeah. sleep yeah. on any form of transportation, but I would definitely get the same looks. I made the mistake of bringing hard-boiled eggs as a snack on a plane and the looks that I got <laughs> would be probably similar to yeah, if I just started a preview. Up on this Exactly. Just started. I mean, we should all do it. <laughs> Just <laughs> random acts of travel sewing. Yes. Yeah, but I, I could so see me just throwing that in the suitcase. And then, you know, if you're in a hotel, it's easy. You could bring that out and you could bring a few little things if if you just want to, you know, pass some time or if you feel like you're going to be, you know, doing a lot of activity where there could be seam splittage, you know, yes. you could mend right in your... <laughs> Absolutely. But I thought that was super cool. Yeah, that machine is amazing. Well, I have a confession and I, uh, many years ago I bought like a mini sewing machine and it is terrible. It is so bad. It barely works. And I was like, this has disappointed me terribly. Um, but it's nice to know that there's a, a version out there that I assume works decently. I, Amanda. Yeah. And I, um, I have my 
my daughter's machine. It's like a smaller version. It's not, it's not a toy sewing machine. I think Uh I had, we, we've gotten my kids like various toy sewing machines in the past, or they've gotten them from friends and like that, those, yeah, like there's nothing you can really do with those. But the one that I have for my daughter is actually, it's pretty strong. Like it will sew through some fabric. It's, it's always, you know, it's a bit different if you're used to using a full size machine with all of your stitches and all of that. But, you know, really, if you just, if you wanted to do some simple projects, I feel like you can get pretty far with those little machines. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about when you when machine is not an option. Um, I know that Meg, you have a uh, sorted history and feelings about hand sewing, but yeah, uh, sometimes hand sewing <laughs> is a nice option. Um, I've done some simple embroidery and cross stitch while traveling. I don't know. I kind of like, I, I like to have something to do with my hands. I like yeah. that. I can kind of like focus on that, um, and zone out, especially if like you're having a stressful travel experience, which often uh-huh. happens. Um, and it's just a little bit more tactile. So I'm, I'm, I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. I've definitely brought a jacket that I've made. I think it was to a sew along once and I was just so fed up with prepping the samples. So I left all the jacket lining hem attachments for when I was traveling, um, just kind of lulls, you know, while traveling. And mm-hmm. it's just, yeah, something to pass the time, you know, waiting for boarding or things like that. And yeah, you just put on an audiobook and just, it just feels different when you're in your studio and you're like, I could be on the yeah. machine. I could be doing right. so many other things, but if I'm just mm-hmm. sitting there twiddling my thumbs, might as well do an annoying task. Like, hand stitch the lining Mm -hmm. to a jacket and then you're all around the sleeves and all that stuff but yeah but I've definitely done cross stitch before while traveling I think that's super travel friendly Mm -hmm. and fun Mm -hmm. for sure yeah Mm -hmm. I uh I got in trouble at the airport security once um in 1992 long before the heavy uh TSA stuff um, we went to Hawaii and I was big into cross-stitch at the time. So I took a cross-stitch project, including uh, actually probably this pair of scissors right here um, oh. to snip my threads with. And um, yeah, they stopped me because the blades were, um, it turns out that they were like an eighth of an inch smaller than the limit at the time, but I almost oh. got them confiscated uh, <laughs> because I didn't realize there was a scissor size limit mm-hmm. uh-huh. yeah but uh yesterday i had a meeting at a at a friend's house and i took some cross stitch with me it's good for me because oh, yeah. it keeps my it, it allows me to focus my brain if my hands are busy what are your hilarious stories about lugging your sewing machine around um for travel because I have one and I was <laughs> prepping for this episode and I could not believe that I hadn't shared the story before. And I maybe stop me if I have actually don't stop me. Just let me know later. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, um, I actually, I took my sewing machine on my honeymoon <laughs> and <laughs> like so romantic, right? Um, <laughs> I can't believe I've, have I, have I shared that before? I don't think so. I don't think I know. I don't I feel like so. I don't uh, remember that. <laughs> yeah. How did I skip this important moment in my sewing life? So our honeymoon, to be fair, was like two years after our wedding. And 
it was, we went to the beach for a week and I think it was in August. And when you go to the beach in North Carolina, like at any time, like you're probably, if you're going to be there for any number of days, it's probably going to rain. So that's what I Mm. thought. Like, I'll just bring this for my downtime. I don't think we had a TV or, and it was before like hardcore Netflix days and stuff like that. So I took it for entertainment. My husband was definitely like, why are you bringing that? Um, But sure enough, it rained and I worked on this table runner and I still have the table runner and have to say like, kind of like when you buy fabric on a trip and then you, all of your trip memories are kind of associated with that fabric. All of my memories of that trip are associated with this little project that I made and it was a little pieced table runner um, and I still have it and it's special to me. Um, but that was definitely like, I think we still have photos of like the backseat of our car and like, here's all our beach stuff. And then like, here's my sewing machine, like Aww. right on top. And, <laughs> um, I've been tempted at other times, but I think it, it I don't think it really makes sense, uh, unless you are going to spend, you know, a number of days and you think you might have some downtime and, you know, like if that is your preferred way of having downtime, then, like, why not bring it on yeah. vacation with you, you know? Um, yeah. We we did do a story a few years ago, too, for So News. I can't remember who wrote it. I'll see if I can dig it up. About, like, a lot of folks, uh, when I went to campgrounds with my mom in her RV, like, a lot of people in RVs have sewing machine setups. A lot of quilters do that. You know, it's uh-huh. it's not, you don't have a ton of room, so piecing is probably still a really great option for that. Um, but... I definitely, and I, I have a few people that I follow on Instagram who have kind of like a van life set up and they have a little spot for their sewing machine. And then that, like, that's just kind of maybe one day when I grow up, I will have that. <laughs> <laughs> what did, uh, what did I, uh, he do while you sewed? Uh, I think he slept. I think he slept. <laughs> that would be, yeah. yeah. Julian's a huge sleeper. I yeah. feel like I, I, that's something I would do. And yeah. Because yeah. sometimes mean, I'm like, come on, like, let's, like, exactly. let's do something. Like, okay, you just want to sleep? All right, I'll yeah. sew. <laughs> and it was like, you know, it was a beach trip. It wasn't like we had, we didn't have, there right. was nothing to do. We were in the Outer Banks. Like, it's like you either hang out on the beach and if it's raining, you're inside doing nothing. Yeah. So I feel, I feel really okay about it. But mm-hmm. like, I can't believe that. I took my sewing machine on my honeymoon. It has not come up before. Like, how have I not shared that story? Why wouldn't, like, sewing on a beach, like, that sounds amazing. It does. You're right. It's, (laughs) in my world, um, travel is always so, like, carefully planned with all of this stuff you have to do Uh, uh that, you know, having that downtime is, I mean, I wouldn't ever expect it, but, um, but yeah, that's really, that sounds really nice. Yeah, my to-do list. I've never gone to like an all-inclusive resort. I've always wanted to go, but I would just think of seven days of just, I'm not a reader. I don't read books. I listen to books and I could so see myself like packing up one of those tiny machines and just, just the experience of just like sewing you know, in a resort. Yeah. I would totally <laughs> do that. You know, but you know, you know, Julian's laying on, you know, the Shay's lounge and, you know, maybe I'll, I'll ask for an extension cord poolside. <laughs> I'll just have to make sure not to get too yeah, close to that. Yeah. <laughs> but I never thought about that until now. Like you're, you sharing your story of bringing it and sewing you the beach. I just think that would be such a great way to spend a vacation for me instead of just, 
um, I don't know, at a resort. That would be yeah. so yeah. fun. I never thought about that before. <laughs> yeah. I think that says something about our ability to chill, Meg, maybe. <laughs> yes. um, and maybe we should work on that, but also maybe not. <laughs> All right. Um, one question. We've kind of touched on this a little bit, but do you have a dedicated travel sewing machine? My my story for this is that my the machine I use all the time um, I've had since 2011, and it was a big purchase for me at the time. Mm-hmm. I think now it's it's like the high end of entry level machines um, is pretty much. So it's it's not super fancy. It doesn't have embroidery capacity or anything like that. But I was so super happy to get this machine. Um, and I saved and saved and saved and then bought it. And then one of my sewing friends who was um, just in a different place in her life was like, oh, how do you like that machine? I'm considering it for my travel machine. And I was like, <laughs> it just felt like she had just like given me the biggest machine put down because um, that was going to be like her backup like travel machine. But I'm over it now. I'm not bitter anymore. Um, but I do, it is, it is a, a it's not a lightweight machine, but it's not also, it's also not a huge machine. And, and as I mentioned, I think, I think I probably try to give my daughter's little sewing machine a go if I, if I were to, to take one with me when I travel, but a lot of people have dedicated machines. Yeah, I do not. I I have that, (laughs) that little tiny one that is no good. And that's all I've got. Yeah. What about you, Meg? You just have a lot of machines. Yeah, no, they're all too big and heavy. Yeah. I, I don't. I, I would rather just bring more shoes <laughs> and just hand. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, the shoe shame I've been getting in my new house about where are all my shoes gonna go, and so I have a dedicated uh. wardrobe in our garage that's all my shoes and because um, I when you photograph me made sometimes you. I like to change up my shoes sometimes. I'm always yeah. wearing the same shoes and stuff like that. But yeah, so they're always traveling with shoes. Is they take up so much space? So I feel I I don't know. So I would bring like shoes yeah. or sewing machine. Yeah, that's why it'd be good for a resort because you would wear you know, flip flops or something. Mm-hmm. So those are very nice and compact. Uh, so I think I would. I think now I'm wanting that tiny singer machine. It just now it's just seemingly like so appealing. I was it's, literally just looking it up while you were talking. <laughs> oh, you were. Right. Yeah, right. I just. I just want us to all get one and like be various places sewing in public on our sewing we, machines. What if we all collectively have one and it's like the traveling, you know, like the sisterhood of the traveling pants, it's like the traveling <laughs> sewing machine. And uh, we, and then we add like stickers to it, like where we went and sewed with it. And it could be, you know, we could take turns. We, the next one would ship it to where the next person is traveling and sewing. Oh, that would be so fun. <laughs> I think we can, we can start it in Boulder. Oh, we right? oh, yeah. we had little stickers and oh, mm-hmm. that would be so cute. Um, I also, yeah, so I don't have to store another machine here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently it's tiny, so. That is true. That That is true. Um, but yeah, maybe if there is more of these like fun sewing retreats, maybe it, it is not a bad idea to get a travel sewing machine. I mean... Yeah. I love shopping. So if I could talk myself into buying anything new, it's <laughs> I'm pretty good at it. 
Yeah. Oh, I definitely need this. And if, <laughs> if you need backup, I can help. I can help with that. Um, oh. Let's talk about kind of generally um, if you've traveled for sewing and what your experience has been if you can't bring your own machine. So you're using a new to you machine. Meg, why don't you kick us off? Well, I the only really travel I do for sewing, there is a machine there when I do film trips, but literally my suitcase is just full of rulers. I had to get a special like big suitcase to fit like huge L squares and I have to bring all, like it all the things, all the film samples and scissors and pins and cut up things and yeah, all the rulers. So, but then it is fun trying a new machine. I always yeah. think that's, that's fun too. So yeah. Yeah. When we do sew alongs, we use machines provided by our sponsors. So we don't mm-hmm. always, it's, so it sometimes yeah. changes. We don't always know what it's going to be going in. Um, but I, over the years, I haven't minded that quite as much. Like there are little mm-hmm. quirks here and there, but I think in general, it's been good to sew on a, on a variety of machines just to kind yeah. of like learn a little bit about them. And, and also I feel like it's going to prepare me for that day when, gosh, it's going to happen. Like my machine is going to break and I'm going to need a new machine and I, maybe I won't feel quite as stressed out about, yeah. you know, trying, having to switch to something else. But I will say I haven't done a ton of traveling for sewing, uh, but I did, I've gone to Quilt Market and Quilt Festival quite a number of times in my kind of professional uh, positions through the years. And I took classes at Quilt Festival and those were so Uh fun. Uh, But there was this one class in particular and I will never forget it. We did Sasha Co by machine and it Uh. wasn't, it wasn't one of the specialty Sasha Co machines. It was just a regular sewing machine. And the trick was that you slowed the speed way down. The bobbin thread matched the fabric color and the top was a contrast thread. So you got those really nice defined stitches You traced your panel onto the fabric and then you were like going around curves, just going around curves really slowly. And that class was so hard because like, I mean, sewing around little teeny tiny curves in general is tricky, but doing it on a machine that you weren't like super familiar with was just a different level of challenge. So, and it turned out great. I didn't like hate the machine. I loved the class. I still have my samples. I haven't done anything with them yet, but I remember that. And it's kind of like, maybe it depends on what kind of class you're taking. Like if you're taking this like really intense technique class, then the machine is definitely going to play a big role. But if you're just for general sewing, I've, I don't know. I like to, I like to hop around on on machine types. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, at this point I've, sewn on so many different machines for mm-hmm. the sew-alongs and when going to I've gone to the American Sewing Guild Conference a couple of times um, yep. Common Thread which is a baby lock thing um, I've gone to Os- well I don't think I actually sewed anything at Osque but um, you know between all of no, those we things did. remember we did that relay case no, the challenge oh, right. yes. yes oh my gosh we were- yeah. yeah, I sewed a lot at Osco. Okay, so anyway, the point is <laughs> at this point, out. yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, 
so I've so I've sewn on so many different sewing machines over the years that one of one of the benefits to that is that I almost always feel comfortable sitting down at a machine yeah. and just being like, oh, this is going to work like this. Mm-hmm. The only time I get really weirded out is if it has settings that are I'm not used to, like like automatically putting down the needle or something when you uh, start to step on the uh-huh. pedal or you know, something I'm just not expecting or when they decided to get a little fancy with like the standard way things work, like, uh, the Husqvarna Viking Epic that we had in the studio for a while. Um, the bobbin winder was so weird. Um, (laughs) and luckily it had instructions like programmed into the machine and it would just tell you how to do it. But, um, it, it, yeah. So the, most of the time I'm just like, yeah, sure. This is fine. I basically know how to work a sewing machine. And that's that's very comforting for me because, you yeah, know, it uh-huh. may be a slightly uncomfortable. It takes a little bit of a learning curve, but I, I know how to make them work. But while we're talking about this specific subject, I do have one slightly funny story about traveling to, actually back from the, one of the American Sewing Guild conferences. Um, I did not take a sewing machine, but I tried to take everything else I could think of that I might might need. So I had myself a little sewing kit with, you know, needles and thread and all that, that, that sort of stuff. But I also took a craft iron, like a mini iron, because, you know, oh. travel iron. Um, and then going out, it was fine. But then when I was getting, uh, when I was going through security on the way back, they're like, there's something weird in your luggage. And I'm like sitting there like, <laughs> I was so careful to make sure that I had such small bladed scissors. Like the, I was like, there can't After be. the first time, right? Yeah, <laughs> after the first time. Like I, oh my gosh, I did the research. I figured out exactly. I had things that like were marked on them that they were TSA approved for the snips, wow. you know, all of this stuff. And I'm like, what could it be? What could it be? Well, it turned out that it was the iron that, Maybe it was just the way it was facing or something, but they just saw this, this big metal, well, not that big, but you know, this metal thing in the middle of my luggage. And so they had to open it up and see uh, what it was. And basically everybody was laughing about it. Once they got a look at it, they're like, oh, it's a iron (laughs) because I didn't know what it was (laughs) that was triggering it either. Um, So yes, they were like, I have never seen a miniature iron in someone's luggage before. I'm like, mm, sorry. First time. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, once yeah. got my suitcase opened coming back to Canada with 10 cans of spray cheese because they, <laughs> 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 they don't sell it in Canada and it's Julian's favorite. And the, I, the that, funny look that I they wouldn't and let then you all take it. No, they let me take it. I okay, think. good. But <laughs> I hit this favorite. <laughs> uh, that is I have one so more funny. thing to add. I wish that I just get so finicky about my pedal. I wish all pedals were interchangeable for sewing machines. Oh, I would like bring yes. my own pedal because it's the position, the way you tap. Like sometimes it's more sensitive than others. Mm-hmm. It's the pedal where sometimes I get really tripped up on new machines. So I wish they were, you could just 
BYOP. Yeah. BYOP. I I feel the same way actually about cars. I get into a car I'm not familiar with and I'm like, how hard do I have to press on the accelerator or the brake? And it's the exact same thing. It's like, how sensitive is it? If I press as hard as I normally press, is it going to go zoom or is it going to go, you know, stitch, stitch? And then what's, what, what's the range of difference? How much harder do I press before it's going zoom yeah. and I can't control yeah. it? Yep. So that's a good point. Wow. Um, okay. That didn't like resolve my wishful <laughs> travel bug at all. It has in fact made it worse. Um, so I have, to, I have to make some vacation plans. I know. I know. <laughs> me, me too. All right, well, let's take a little break and then we'll hop back in with some Sojo. All right, we are back and we are talking about our Sojos. Um, Our Sojos, if you don't know, are what's giving us our sewing mojo this week. So, Amanda, why don't you start us off? What's your Sojo? Um, My Sojo is Things with Buttons. I just made um, (laughs) a shirt dress slash shacket jacket hacket thing <laughs> and i'm working on uh as i mentioned the sew along skirt uh, for the next round of sew alongs for sew news so daily um which also has a little button placket and y'all can see this behind me but i'm working on an aster blouse hack that's gonna have buttons so i don't know if the buttons were like the starting place but definitely something that i noticed like i'm just I'm just going to be having a lot of fun picking out buttons, which y'all know it's like, I love it and I hate it so hard every time. When you find the right thing, it's so good. But when you're- It's so good. But but when you know what you want and you can't find it? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, Amanda, I know as a button lover and you sew a lot of things with buttons, have you ever sewn buttons onto a garment and you make something new and you go, actually, they would look better on this garment and you take them off the other one? Have you ever done that? 100%. You have. Yes. I knew you would. We, I made this uh, a little hack for CME, and it was this denim shirt that it was uh, it was a ready-to-wear shirt that I bought at the thrift store. And I added an embroidered pocket, and the shirt was too small for me. And I was like, as soon as we are done t- shooting that shirt, mm. and the buttons were so cool. And oh, yeah. so I sadly, you know, the shirt was kind of useless after that, but... Um, the, the buttons were amazing. And I definitely, like, if I ever, they're on a, a dress that I transformed into a skirt, all keeping these same buttons. And if I ever decide to get rid of that skirt, I will be taking You're- those buttons with me. <laughs> yes, I, I will. That. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> For oh. sure. All right. How about you, Meg? What's your sojo this week? Well, mine is inspired by Amanda. I, she's been wearing this ribbed ribbed knit mm-hmm. Nico top. And I made two. I made one in like this mustard yellow. Uh, and I also made a sleeveless version. I accidentally cut out two turtlenecks. And so it's just one cut unfold, but I cut two unfold for some reason. Uh, I, I think I haven't sewn a Nico in a while, so I just forgot. And so I was like, well, I have to make a whole new Nico yeah, top. You do. I didn't, yes. Yeah, I didn't have enough of uh, the, the mustard green. So I sewed half in mustard, 
yeah, mustard yellowish green and then half in black. And then I did top stitching in the mustardy what? color. So I have like a tank one. Yeah. So nice. just been making some rib Nikos. And I also have a Berticelle jumpsuit cut out and like a leopard print. And I've been doing so much embroidery. I've just been, we're going to a friend's house tonight. Um, they bought a new house and I embroidered them a tea towel and I embroidered my, so um, sweet. our new neighbor's tea towels. She's in the baking industry and, uh, she does baking. So I made her, uh, her little like, uh, cookie brand on a tea towel and they have a little puggle. So I made, and so I've just been what? embroidering for people and it's just, That's it's awesome. been really fun. Yeah. So I just, I'm falling back in love with just like cute little custom embroideries. So, nice. <laughs> How about you, Kate? What's what's what have you been working on? Well, um, I have been uh I've been commissioned to do some cross stitches, so I've been mostly cross stitching. Oh. Um, but uh today I happened to see an email from Sally Tomato um who has released their first wearable pattern which is a super cute drapey sequined blouse and i saw that and i'm like hello um and now i have to see what my sequin fabric situation looks like but they also have kits so there may be a kit in my future Mm. I just had to look it up. Oh, it's so cute. Isn't it's just it like this drapey. Is it like a t-shirt or cape type thing? It looks like a loose like t-shirt. It's, yeah, it's gorgeous. Yeah, it's it's well, it looks great for sequins because it's yeah. it doesn't look like it's got a lot of seams. So you don't mm-hmm. have to like deal with fancy seams and stuff. But it yeah, it's super drapey, very glam. I have nowhere to wear it, but I want one anyway. <laughs> it's so elegant. I could so see you wearing it, especially in sequins. It's. Mm. I think you might need to make it for soccation. <laughs> <laughs> Are we having some sort of event that? I mean, I've been hearing pajamas, so I don't know mm-hmm. if sequin blouse really is going to fit wear that in with there. pajamas. You can Pajama do it. Bottoms and sequin if- top. You, yeah. you could wear it during the live recording. We could all wear sequins. We should get fancy for that. <laughs> we should get fancy. I'm I'm up for it. Because y'all know we're going to be making like a little travel wardrobe. Oh, I have like, so I'm, many things on the list. I'm putting it on the list. <laughs> I love it. I <laughs> may or may not. Come on, Kate. <laughs> we'll see. You can do it. <laughs> oh. That was a great episode. Um, I am sitting here and thinking if anything that I'm going to do anytime soon is going to require some travel sewing. Yeah. Very inspiring. Yeah. And lastly, really quick, I just wanted to share and thank uh, all of the activity that's been going on mm-hmm. in the comment section of the episodes on SoDaily.com, especially the zero waste sewing. There's some really great comments and just thoughts around zero waste sewing. And I wanted to read one from Sadie Fox Metter, who said that they're easing into uh, the uh, 2022 sewing projects. I had to take a little break from the pre-holiday sewing, crafting, market-making, gift-making marathon that is November and December for me. My mom introduced me to the kitchen scarf or kitchen boa, as I've seen some sewers call it. I found lots of tutorials online for this amazing project. It's like an apron, hot pad, towel, wipe, anything and everything all in one accessory. When it is made out of a fun scrap fabric in my stash and an old kitchen towel or thrifted towel, it can also be a great sustainable scrap busting project. So I've made a few now for family and friends. A nice little New Year's Eve 
our New Year's surprise gift that will be well used and loved all year long. I just love that. And I feel like that could be zero waste too. If it seems like it's a rectangle type thing with squares, um, if you have excess yardage and I need one. (laughs) And yeah, so we'll be more incorporating uh, uh, some more comments, uh, what you have to say about the episodes and things like that in the segment. So we love all the feedback and commenting and yeah, great conversations. Mm -hmm. That was a fun episode. Even though oh, for sure. it was, I want to pack my bags now and go somewhere warm, but I am super excited about this location. Um, if you are interested in joining us in Boulder, there's tons of information online at sodaily.com slash events. Uh-huh. Uh, let us know if you have any questions, but that is definitely um, keeping me excited for spring. And also now I'm totally thinking about what I'm going to wear and bring. So now I have to plan. (laughs) Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Well, fun, fun episode, y'all. Thanks so much for chatting with me. Oh, yes. Thank you. Happy stitching. For links to everything we talked about in this episode, go to our show notes page at sodaily.com slash sewandtell. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at sewandtellpodcast at goldenpeakmedia.com or visit us on Instagram at sewandtellpod. Answer the sewandtell question, tell us your sojo, or just leave us some feedback. If you enjoyed our show, please subscribe on your podcasting platform of choice and please leave us a review, ideally a good one, because that helps listeners like you find our podcast. And tell your sewing friends about us too. Thanks for listening and happy stitching. Sew and Tell is a Sew Daily podcast and produced by Golden Peak Media. It's hosted and produced by Meg Healy, Amanda Carestio, and me, Kate Zeinard. Daisha Clay is our producer. Director of podcasts is Jared Mayer. Tiffany Warble is director of content. Kelsey Ratterman handles our marketing. And Andrea Lotz does all things digital. If you'd like more information on sponsoring or advertising on Sew and Tell, go to goldenpeakmedia.com. <laughs>